Welcome to Your Life and Money, where we believe that financial planning is not just about numbers, it's about your life. I'm Brad Smith, joined always by Tim Barodi, and each episode we'll be sharing stories from real people who have used life-centered planning to achieve their goals and dreams. At Advice First, we believe that the key to financial success is aligning your money with your values and your priorities. And we're here to help you do just that. So sit back, relax, and let's get started on the journey to a life-centered plan. Brad, always good to have you here and uh, and see you again. And um, yeah, really excited for today's episode again as well. Um, last time we were talking about, again, kind of the who we are and why we do what we do. And so today, um, looking forward to, to having some discussions with you and sharing some stories about a little bit more of the, of what, what is life center planning at the end of the day? And really what does that entail and, and what does it mean and how is it different than what people might've experienced in the past? So, um, yeah, I'm, I'd love to kind of get your, your opening thoughts, I guess, on, on what is life center planning and what does that really mean for, for our listeners? Yeah, it's really a, is a new kind of concept for a lot of people because, when you think about people's experience, when they go to work with a financial advisor, whether it's at the bank or, or whatever, the, the the focus is often around the product or solution or what we would say is return on investment, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people are, oh, I'm going to go to this investment guy because he can get me a better return on investment because all I'm trying to do is maximize my rate of return so I have more money in the future for whatever it is I, I want to do. And what we realize, you and I specifically realize that is that that's kind of out of our control, like the solutions, investments, markets, whatever it might be, right? they're going to do what they're going to do. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so we really need to kind of change that focus to help people get the right perspective on what they can control within within their financial picture. Um, and so the, the focus with the life-centered planning changes kind of from a return on investment to what we like to say, return on life. We would expand on that by saying, am I getting the best life I can with the money I got? It's not a, an issue of get the best ret- return on investment so that I can you know, get to retirement one day and, and then I'll see what I got and go from there. It's actually trying to balance life out between now and you know, when my last day on earth is to get the best life I can with the money I've got. That's life center planning. Right. And, it's, and, and kind of listening to that, it's really the idea is, is not the focus. The focus isn't on your money. It is on your life. Right. So where you kind of see that traditionally is it right? All the conversations are around what have you got? What have you got? What are you saving so that you can get to that number or to that whatever it might be? But what we're really trying to do is take the emphasis off of the, the, the things we can't control and again, focus on, hey, what is important to you um, both along the way and again in the future, not just what's that number? What's that number? Right? Like everybody always wants to know what's my number. Well, I mean, it could be a lot of different numbers depending on what you're trying to do and when you're trying to do it. Yeah. Like you think over the years and that we've been in the profession, we've seen actually two companies. uh, I won't name them. The first one everybody will recognize, but they came up with this freedom 55 idea, right? That you're going to have freedom at age 55 and we're going to help you get there. Um, well, what about freedom at 45 or 35? Do I have to be enslaved to everything until I'm 55? 
And so it was always too much focus on that number, that 55 number. Mm -hmm. And I got to sacrifice and do so much in order to get to that 55. But then you'll find what we'll talk about this in future episodes. But some people want to continue to um, work past age 55 because they love what they do. And there's nothing wrong with that. And we want to have that conversation as part of the life center planning uh, as to what you're going to do kind of, you know, when you're no longer in a position where you have to go to work in order to finance your life. And then the other company was, uh, you know, it came out with, well, what's your number, right? What's that number that you need yeah, to have yeah. that freedom so that you don't have to go to work every day? And so I think our profession gets focused on these things way too much on the numbers and the return on investment where we got to kind of scale back, sit back a bit and, and take a look at your life. You're, and we're actually, we're gonna, what we're going to talk about is your past, your present and your future. We want to look at all of these types of things to make sure that we've got the right kind of focus so that we can give you the right kind of advice. Otherwise, we get fall into that same trap of, well, we got to try to maximize the rate of return so you can have X amount of dollars to retire at some time. And now the focus is on the wrong thing. And so we need to circle back and get the right focus in the, in the conversations with clients. Right. And I, and I think that focus and what we're, we're going to talk about now is the client's story, right? That's really what it comes down to is, is what is your, your story as a starting point to the whole conversation? Because once we kind of have an idea of, again, you, you, you mentioned it, of where you've come from, where you're at and where you're trying to go, then we can put together that type of financial plan, that financial life plan that encompasses all of those aspects, not just an arbitrary date assigned by somebody else in the future, um, but something that's really customized and, and focused on you and your story and, again, what it is that you're trying to accomplish. And I think we've seen kind of a shift, and we really saw that during the pandemic, of this shift of, of people starting to move away from that traditional idea of what of retiring at a certain age and and again earning income up to a certain age and then retiring but we're kind of seeing a, a shift in mindset or whatever you might want to call it to to again enjoy life maybe more along the way because again we don't know what tomorrow holds and that's why we use um, the phrase because life's not a rehearsal um, with a lot of our material because we want people to both enjoy life along the way and again, but you still need to be prudent and, and have some planning in place for the future. And again, by understanding the client story at the as a starting point, you can tailor what it is you're trying to accomplish and build around, again, at each individual client. Yeah, you'll find that in life-centered planning that, you know, we, we take away that return on investment as being the core in the center. If you think about a, a circle and that's really in the center, we're going to actually take that ROI, return on investment, out. And we're going to put basically return on life. We're going to put life back here into the middle um, and to help people get the best life they can. Um, and in that, we want to take a look at things like, uh, I don't like using the term goals um, too much because people feel that there's, when they define a goal, they, they're stuck to it, right? right. Oh, yeah. I've made this goal, so now I'm kind of have to stuck to it. And so we've kind of replaced the word goals to, possibilities what are the possibilities of the future that we want to um, give consideration to we want to look at your principles everybody's principles can be different so we want to look at you know the sort of things that make you tick and make you kind of these are the things that drive me kind of going forward and and that can be part of that can also be principles as well that we can 
take a look at. And of course, we want to look at things like um, your history, um, which we're going to talk about in just a moment. Uh, and then we want to consider some of those life transitions as well. Another area that we're going to talk about in future episodes, but the, just to tease people just for a second, there's like 65 different transitions that we go through in our in our life. So uh, whether it's you know education or you know marriage or kids or first home, you know you start to add all these things up, and there's a lot of transitions that we go through. So we need to be kind of considering those things as well. So it's our life in the center. It's those principles, those goals, those transitions, those types of things that we want to consider. And then we keep moving out from that, from the center of the circle into um, helping people make wise decisions with their money. Right. And we, we have tools that we use to kind of take people through this process. And um, probably in our next episode, we'll be kind of diving into those tools a little bit more. But, um, but yeah, really what it what we're trying to do and you said it is is understand people's values again their past how did they arrive at these values how did they get to from where they were to where they're at when they're sitting with us in our office or over a video meeting and and really understanding that um, because again that though it's by by aligning those possibilities as you put it with their values and with their principles the plan becomes much more personalized and much more intimate to them uh, versus, hey, again, us just saying, hey, you know what? Your pension says you have to retire at this age. So irregardless of what you actually want to do, this is what we're going to plan for and that sort of thing. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, so we have a, our tool, the Fiscalosophy, um, which really helps us kind of, again, uncover and unpack some of those values, um, again, where they came from, and again, how your how you're living up to them. So again, it's not just your past, but then how are you living today? Is what you're doing in line with with your values and with your principles? Um, and again, with the intent of getting the best life possible uh, with, with again, what you've got both now and in the future. Yeah, those tools are, are important and they help us uncover people's perspective. So if I was to say to somebody, what's your perspective on money? Like, they're not going to be able to answer that. So you need you need Canadians these, won't answer that anyway. That's like right. You just come up and ask. A lot them of money. people don't even know what their perspective <laughs> on money is. So we need something to kind of uncover that. But part of that is actually taking a look at somebody's past. And one of the questions I love to ask people is, you know, what what was money like growing up in your home? And a lot of people or, or another question I'll ask is, you know, what was your earliest recollection of money? Uh, and and people can answer those questions, right? They're like, well, you know. Yeah, I can remember. Well, I'll give you mine, actually. So, you know, I grew up on a farm, as you know, and and uh, in the early 80s, you know, we had the high interest rates. And so I grew up in a home that basically had, you know, not enough. It was almost kind of a poverty mindset because interest rates are high. Cash flow was low. Um, there wasn't a whole lot extra, but that formed my perspective on money as as a, as a young child sort of thing. And so... Those types of things are actually really important to understand when we start start taking a look at people's you know past. What was money like growing up in your home? Yeah, and and then using kind of that knowledge and again the the idea of of what people perceive or again those values that they have, then we again move ahead into well, what are we doing now, right? So what is what does the present look like? How are we using our money today um, to again both enhance our life today, um, but also, again, to plan for the future. And I think this is that area where we're seeing that that shift, right, is it's not as much about put it away for the future, put it away for the future. It's, hey, I want to spend some time 
enjoying time with my kids when they're a young age. And again, as someone with a four-year-old and a two-year-old, I, I totally understand that, right? I want to be able to do more things with them. I don't necessarily want to their memory of me to be at work every day um, and and then come home at night and do whatever. But I want to experience, like have those experiences with them. And and again, if I if that means I have to work a couple more years later in the future, that's worth it to me, right? And and it reminds me actually of a of a client that was just in last week to to start kind of this process on the planning side, and and they have very much lived that that type of life over the last I'd say twenty to twenty five years. They were way ahead of the curve when it came to kind of lifestyle planning because. They left two good paying jobs when they were in their mid 30s to uh, go to a much lower paying job, but at a, in an environment where they could spend pretty much all day with their kids. They could raise their kids as they wished in an environment like outdoorsy type of environment. Um, they, they built a lot of experiences and a lot of memories that the kids now who are in their late teens like remember and and still comment on and so they but they totally understand that by doing that yeah they weren't putting money away during those that five-year period they weren't saving for the future but they were building those intangible types of assets in the background and so again when we're when we're going through this process there's no right or wrong answer to, to any of these questions, right? And this is why we go through this process is so that we can understand um, what it is, is that is important. Again, out of that client's story, what's important to you so that, again, we can work along uh, throughout the years to kind of accomplish the things, again, both now and in the future. Yeah. And I think that's where our profession is, has failed uh, clients over the years because we always try to defer to the future, right? Like a lot of what we talk about with our clients is deferral, mm -hmm. right? Whether it's deferring to our retirement, um, sacrificing now for that, whether it's deferring taxes to sometime in the future, you know, an RRSP is a tax deferral plan right there. Um, so we're always trying to defer things to the future and we need to kind of unwind that and bring it back more into the present. It reminds me again, another um, client story that kind of came to mind as you were sharing that about people kind of enjoying the now, maybe sacrificing the future, but if you do proper planning, probably not, mm -hmm. right? It might cost you, like you said, a couple of years of working years and people are like, well, I can, I can do that. But even for other clients who you know, want to be generous, right? And, and their advisor, they weren't our clients at the time, but their advisor were like, oh no, you need that for the future. Don't give that to your, your adult children. Meanwhile, they know that their adult children kind of need that money now, mm -hmm. right? And yes, they've always been kind of advised to defer that to the future. And then when they came and saw us, they were, you know, I said, well, you know, what's the good of giving it to them when you're dead? You don't get the benefit of seeing the, be the, the blessing that you're giving to them. We've done the work, you know, we, we can afford it, mm -hmm. right? Um, and if you're dead, well, that's 25 30 years from now yeah, when they finally anyways. get it, right? <laughs> so, you know, the issues that they're facing today is not very helpful. And um, they gave some money away at, at Christmas and he, he came back to me in the new year and he said, you know, that was the best Christmas I've ever had just to see the looks on our kids' face when we handed them some money that helps them all right now mm -hmm. uh, was the best advice you could ever give to us. 
And that's really what we're trying to do in that life-centered planning is to help people get the best life they can now as well to make sure that there's everything that they need going forward in the future. Yeah, and that's where, again, having that that third piece, so we've been talking about that client story, your past, your present. So then again, you you need that future piece to do, again, some of that planning, as you just alluded to, so that you can have the confidence to kind of make those decisions or, hey, you know what? Yeah, I, I've, got, I've got enough set aside or I've got the resources in place, whatever they might be, to accomplish what I want to do. Um, and again, looking ahead at all those life transitions that we can try to map out along the way. And by kind of going through that process and, and laying all that out and we'd use a visual form to kind of map out like all these different transitions we can as best we can foresee in the future. Um, you take all of that information and then we can say, okay, this is what you can do today based on what, again, we're planning for in the future as well. So like everything is all intertwined there. Um, but it shows the importance of, again, you've kind of got to go through each step at the same time to to fully understand the entirety of the situation, not just, as you said, defer it, defer it, wait, 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 because you never know. And again, yes, you will never know what might happen in the future, but you can prepare for the future as best as possible instead of repairing once you get there. Yeah, it's one of our greatest lines that we like to share with people is we'd rather prepare for the future than try to repair it. And um, yeah, we're not discounting the future. Um, we're just putting it in its proper place, right? So, you know, historically, when, when people are trying to do planning, they're always planning for the future. But we want to take a look at your past, get a good understanding of your perspective on money, uh, see where you're at now. Again, we use tools for this. You know, are you getting the best life you can right now? Um, and making sure that, you know, the future is in its proper position as well but we're prepared for those transitions as they as they come in the future yeah exactly and so again a kind of a topic of another episode is again it's all about these three hats that we wear as as a life center planner and the three hats being a, a that life planner again kind of going through this process that allows us to put on our financial planning hat so after we've gone through this process and really understand where you've come from, where you're at, and where you're going, then we can put on the financial planning hat and actually build out the strategies, the cash flow, the like all of that, the numbers kind of side of it, if you want to think about it like that. That's where the numbers come into play as far as, as building that out. And then, and only then, do we then put on the traditional kind of investment advisor or whatever you may call it, or most people are familiar with is, hey, now we can look at a solution that is in service to your plan, which is in service to your life. And so, again, I know we're going to talk about that in a little bit more depth in, in a future episode as well. But, but again, it's kind of bringing it all together is the why we do this and the how we do this and how it benefits our clients at the end of the day. Yeah. And part of the why we do it is, um, is I, I'm going to kind of read a little uh, caption out of a, uh, of a book that I want to share with you. And, and for our listeners, if you head over to our website and get a copy of this book. Um, so our website is advice-first.ca and um, it's right on the homepage. The book is called Enough. Uh, it's written by Paul Armson, a guy that we have a lot of respect for, uh, who kind of uh, directed us in this, in, uh, in this area of life-centered planning. Um, and he's got a great story there as well. So by all means, head over there to try to get that uh, 
or pick up a copy of that book. But yeah, I'm just going to read you a quick um, couple paragraphs out of here just to give you a sense of uh, of um, the, the approach that we're taking here. So uh, Bob and Sandra were both in their early 60s and approaching retirement. I, this is Paul Armson writing the book, uh, I was enjoying a really interesting first meeting with them. They told me all about themselves, about their work, about their family, their interests, their hobbies. I asked them what plans they had for the future. Bob said, well, one day we'd like to go trekking in New Zealand. And and one day we'd like to climb a mountain. And well, you know what, Paul, we've often both talked about learning to sail and, and maybe one day buying a boat. Yes, yes, said Sandra. And one day we'd like to cruise the Mediterranean. And then that's when it happened. Suddenly, without thinking, I blurted out, what was that you both said? They looked at me a little bit shocked. What was that you both said? I exclaimed, raising my voice even a bit higher. You both said, one day. One day? I almost said, slamming the table. What makes you think there will be a one day? And that's, to me, is really important to understand that as professionals in our in what we do, we really have to help clients get the right perspective on their money. It's not always about deferral. It's not always about return on investment, maximizing return. Um, in fact, I've often said that that's actually pretty easy. If you want to maximize your return, just maximize your risk, and over yeah, time yeah. you'll get it, right? <laughs> but nobody can really handle that roller coaster of a ride. So we have to get the right perspective on money, and it has to be back to the life in the middle, not the return on investment, and not always thinking about the future, not that one day, but bringing it back to even today, are we getting the best life we can? Thanks for tuning in to Your Life and Money. We hope you found this episode informative and inspiring. If you have any questions or feedback, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at advice-first.ca. Remember, financial planning is about more than just money. It's about living the life you want. So take some time to reflect on your goals and priorities and let us help you create a plan that aligns with your vision for the future. We'll be back with more stories, insights, and strategies to help you get the most out of your money and your life. Until then, take care and keep planning for the life you deserve. All comments are of a general nature and should not be relied upon as individual advice. The views and opinions expressed in this commentary may not necessarily reflect those of Harborfront Wealth Management. While every attempt is made to ensure accuracy, facts and figures are not guaranteed. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing or tax advice. Please seek advice from your accountant regarding anything raised in the content of the podcast regarding your individual tax situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.